it's summertime. And rest and relaxation should be all we have to worry about. Except next year, it's looking a bit more doom and gloom than we might have been hoping for. With predictions of another recession, what can we and our whānau actually do to make ourselves more secure? Kia ora koutou, I'm Jess McCarthy and welcome to Stuff Explained, where we're trying to find out how to tighten our belts and survive a recession. And here to help us is Malcolm Knight, a financial advisor and the director at Advice Knight. No my hi to my Malcolm, welcome to Explained. Thanks for having me, absolute pleasure to be here. Awesome. So, if anyone hasn't been paying attention... It's looking a little bit doom and gloom out there at the moment financially. We hear all about this cost of living crisis. What is the outlook like for 2023 when it comes to the economy? It's unfortunately not the brightest outlook from where we are uh, standing at the moment. Um, Predictions are certainly quite far off that rock star economy label we we possessed not too many years uh, distant. Um, obviously, we've seen the official cash rate come up at a record rate of knots, um, you know, really unprecedented rises by the Reserve Bank uh, over the last 18 months. We've, we've actually seen that OCR go from a 0.25% record low um, all the way up to 4.25% as it sits now, and it's been picked that it will actually go up to around 5.5% come April next year. So where, when it comes to our own finances, are the pressure points likely to be when we look at our bank account? Well, I guess the big pressure points are debt becomes so much more expensive. So when you get that official cash rate rising, it's, it's not just the mortgage holders that are hit, it's uh, the business owners that have got you know business lending, it's the credit card debt, it's the car loans. Essentially, any debt costs more. Um, thankfully, there are a portion of people, well, yeah, thankfully for them, I guess, um, that, that don't have mortgages and don't have debt, so less impact for them. Um, but they are also grappling with that that high level of inflation that we've got at the moment. And I think it's fair to say everyone feels a lot poorer than they did 12 months ago when they uh, go to the supermarket and try and fill up their trolley. Oh, big time. So we know we're heading for tough times. <laughs> right now, is it prudent to try and build some kind of survival fund? Do we need to start saving at a greater rate if we can? If you're in a position to do so, absolutely having provisions aside is, is sound financial practice. Um, the the rule of thumb um, in financial circles is, is really to have at least three months worth of required household income as an emergency fund set aside. Um, if you can have that, that level of savings on hand, it just stops you going into debt and having real financial catastrophe if the unexpected does strike, You know whether that's a job loss, a health crisis, or even just an unexpected bill um, coming out of out of the woodwork. Um, if you do have a mortgage, um, you know, you are going to see that repricing from those those record lows of, you know, 2.99% five-year fixed rates. Um, and there's a lot of clients that are still on those two, high two, early 3% rates. So they're going to be suddenly hitched with the, the 6.5% rates, um, potentially as high as 7% as we do get to the peak of that OCR. What about, the, I'm going to mention a B word, and when we talk about interest rates being this high, a lot of people might not have had to mention this B word, budgeting, for a while because they might have been okay on their mortgages. But is it now time to to get out those kind of econ 101 skills that we practiced in high school and figure out where our money should go? 
It, it really is. So, you know, it, it does sound boring, so that's the other B word, um, and it really just takes a bit of um, tedium to sit down and get your last three months' bank statements, do draw through them, shock yourself, work out how much you are spending on, on coffees and dining out, um, run through your subscriptions, you know, are there subscriptions that you're doubling up on? Do you need Netflix, Neon, Amazon Prime, Sky, Sky Sports, Spotify Premium, etc., etc., or should you maybe just pick two? Is that a, a more sensible strategy to go, hey, these are my favourite stations, I've got enough content on this, I'm going to use these for the next three months, and then switch. Um, but also don't underestimate um, the, the value of something like Netflix. You know, it's, it's $20 a month. It can be a phenomenal amount of, uh, of entertainment if you uh, put your mind to it. Um, and certainly less than the cost of a couple of craft beers down at the local. Um, it's, it's really dining out that seems to be hurting people uh, the most at the moment. Yeah, that is not the most fun thing to think about that we're going to have to put those on hold, but potentially a reality. A lot of people might have been using credit cards, especially with the low interest rates on them. What happens to something like credit cards now? Should we try and clear them? Should we cut them up or do we keep them as a a last resort? Yeah, they, they, they are handy as a last resort and they're also handy as a tool to collect reward points and defer payments. So essentially a credit card is interest-free for a month. So, you know, if you're going to pack and save and buying your groceries there, you put that on your credit card. For a whole month, those groceries aren't yet paid for. As long as you clear that credit card in full at the end of the month, you've clipped the reward points on it. You've also had those funds potentially offset against your mortgage interest rate on your house as well, which actually works as a savings tool. It's just when credit cards get used frivolously and when we're not uh, paying them off in full at the end of the month, you will see those credit card bills higher as the interest rates are higher. Oh, really? So um, even though the interest rates are much higher than for a credit card than what they would be for a mortgage, you can expect them to kind of head upwards as well? Yeah, essentially the the cost of all capital goes up. So you will see the personal loans and the car loans and the credit cards um, tickle upwards as the official cash rate does rise. Now, you mentioned uh, the mortgage there before. What should we do when it comes to our mortgage? I mean, I'm sure we could do a whole podcast on this alone, but is there any top tips if you're about to double your kind of interest payments overnight? Yeah, definitely. If you do have a mortgage, really do check in, talk to your financial advisors. You know, pe- people like us don't actually charge anything to do a review on your mortgage. Um, you can potentially structure that mortgage um, more cunningly. You can set up things like offset mortgages. You can work out revolving credit, um, and we're happy to explain that. Some people really don't understand how efficient running a revolving credit account can be. There's some really good ways that you can structure the mortgage to save on interest costs. You're also finding the banks are competing harder for um, for business in the refinance space, and they've got a bit of margin to play with at the moment. So they are offering generous cash incentives up to 1% of the loan amount. And the one way that we always seem to pay a mortgage is obviously our salary. What if your job might be a bit more freelance based or in some kind of services which rely on contracts. Should we be prioritising job security over, God, this sounds bad, but should we be um, prioritising security over fun when it comes to our careers? Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's like anything. Eh? You know, if you put your mind to it and you work hard, you're going to do well in whatever your vocation is. If you're enjoying what you're doing and you're putting your back into it, um, you know, you will succeed. You you are going to see probably a, a slightly tighter labour market, well, actually a slightly looser labour market in, in real terms, in the sense that we probably will see um, the redundancies start to roll through. And I've already got clients at the moment that have um, been made redundant and are starting to, you know, you, you've seen businesses tighten the belt and actually reduce their workforce. So job stability is, is useful, um, but also... You, 
it's still near record low unemployment levels, so employment opportunities do exist out there. So it's not necessarily a case of being overly stressed about it. We've still got really low migration and a shortage of labour. And I think there's some really positive um, positive trends. I think you know we're going to hit the worst of it probably by winter next year. Um, so we'll have the peak of the interest rates hitting where we're likely to see the green shoots start to come then as spring hits. You know, generally the housing market has a little bit of a resurgence come spring. Migration should be ticking a bit more strongly. One thing that has obviously um, increased for everybody's petrol, that's the cost of even getting to work. Should we ditch the car while these times are tough? Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily ditch the car if you are you know, reliant on it. Um, a lot of people are making decisions to um, go to more economical motoring means. Um, so you're seeing the emergence of more hybrid vehicles, electric vehicles. Um, there's also some really good offers in the market by the banks. The banks are actually offering um, discounted interest rates um, to go down the line of green technology, whether that's insulating or making your home more efficient or buying an electric car. So you actually borrow $80,000 at 1% at the moment if you are doing it are using it on things like buying an electric vehicle, that can reduce, um, you know, obviously your outgoings, which improves your cash flow. So we can switch the car for the bike potentially, but we can't switch food for much else. And man, do you notice that when you go to the supermarket now, you come out and your trolley's suddenly cost you $40 and there's about three things in it. How do we get, how can we make some savvy decisions to um, cut that price at the till? As, as sensible cooking options, eh? and if you're disciplined with your recipes, it's you know you can still do cheap dishes. Um, it just takes organisation. You know, making sure you're buying ingredients from scratch. Um, don't falling into the traps of getting stuck on the you know the whoop um, repeat orders where you're potentially wasting stock. Um, you want to you know run a lean pantry and a, a good fridge where you're not getting wastage. <laughs> now, how will we know if we look at our bank account whether it's really time to panic or not? We talked about what your minimum savings should be. Uh, how will we know if the office is happening or we need to make drastic changes? So it's really when you're starting to go backwards and when you start to see payments fail and arrange overdraft fees, interest being charged because you've exceeded your limits, that's when your accounts are really in a bad way and you really do need to drastically um, address things. Just being aware and I think you know we can kind of put our head in the sand and everything's available at our fingertips and our banking apps, etc. But people often just don't watch their accounts and they get truly quite a shock when they do sit down and work out where their money is going and, and how freely it is flowing out of their accounts. So the tough pill to swallow then, if I've got this right, is that we might our life might need to get a bit more boring until about spring next year. Absolutely, and it's summer, and often the best things in life are free, so go hit those Waitakere walks, hit the beaches, get the picnics going, it's all cheap entertainment, and enjoy summer. That's it for this episode of Stuff Explained. I'm Jess McCarthy, and on behalf of our producers, Philippa Tolley and Jono Williams, thanks for listening. You can find more Stuff Explained online at stuff.co.nz and make sure you like and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Matewa. This week on The Girls Uninterrupted. I'm not having a go. I'm just saying. No, you can. You can. But I would never put them on my feet. It is a Crocs phone. It's 100% a Crocs phone. And you are the biggest against Crocs. I actually really like it. I just think that you need to now say Crocs are cool. No, I don't. No, no. (laughs) It's giving hypocrisy. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. The Girls Uninterrupted is proudly brought to you by our mates at Unichem and Life Pharmacy.